Hey y'all, welcome to another episode of Unpopular Opinion. I'm one of your hosts, Dwight. Bro, why are you so cool, dog? Um, um, <laughs> and it's your other host, Drew. Yo, we're we talking about our deepest fear in this episode. Um, as believers, as men, and we believe that it's something that maybe a lot of us struggle with. What you think, bro? Yeah, I think men and women both um, struggle with this. <laughs> we're intentionally not telling y'all what it is. Because we want y'all to tune in and stop being scared. <laughs> really? Really? So, man, listen, we hope y'all enjoy. Um, sit back and, you know, even if you want, take notes. Um, I think this will be a really, really rich episode. Um, so tune in and let us know what you think. Man. Bro. When I yeah. think about when I think about this topic, man. I mean, we can talk about romantic relationships. We can talk about friendships. We can talk about familial relationships. Mm. Vulnerability is necessary in every type of relationship there is. Absolutely. And Absolutely. Um, it's funny, man. Um, me and Sarah have been watching season three of All American. It's uh, my show. Bruh, it's actually really, it's a really good season. Mm-hmm. You get to see the vulnerability and how it heals or mm-hmm. shuts the door on certain relationships because, right. of, because of how people respond to the vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Um, they either get defensive or they really grow closer. Like it's either, it's both extremes. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's a, and maybe, maybe it's one before the other, but I think, mm-hmm vulnerability in and of itself cannot be based on someone's response. Your responsibility to be vulnerable mm-hmm. should not be dependent or contingent upon response or the reaction or the lack thereof. You're hitting on some things. <laughs> we said, we told you I was going to go deep quick, but quick. let me, let me, let me ask you, cause I, I think that's a great place to start, but I think we would also be remiss if we don't, put some type of context to what true vulnerability is. I want to pitch the question to you. What is vulnerability and what does it look like? Not only in, I think naturally, you know, we, we see it and think that it's necessary in romantic relationships. Um, But what does vulnerability look like in the workplace? What does vulnerability look like in friendships what does vulnerability look like as a son, um, not only mm-hmm. to your natural father, um, but what does vulnerability look like with God too? Yeah, that's good, bro. That's good. That's a great question. And I won't claim to have the end all be all answer, but I can definitely give a perspective um, that I've heard and that I've learned that is true. Mm-hmm. And that is there's a difference between vulnerability and transparency. Yeah. Transparency is usually sharing things that you don't mind sharing. Um, it's not a bad thing. It's necessary. You should be transparent. But there's there's no struggle to be transparent because nine times out of ten, you've already come to the resolve that, oh, I've overcome this or, oh, I'm free from this. So I can share this is my testimony. But vulnerability, um, which is not appropriate in every context immediately, there should be trust that is meant to be built when sharing vulnerability. Vulnerability is showing somebody where you've been hurt and allowing them to touch it. Mm. 
transparency doesn't do that. There's nothing wrong with it. It doesn't, it's not necessary because when I'm mentoring other guys, I hope that I'm being transparent about my story, about what I've been through. That doesn't always mean I'm being vulnerable though. Because right. I don't need everybody to touch my wound. Everybody mm-hmm. doesn't know what to do with my wounds. That's and cool. so it would be, it's not to allow everybody to touch it, but allowing no one to touch it should not be an option either. Mm. There are people strategically placed in our lives that God has sent to help heal the areas of our lives that we have become hopeless in, Um, whether that's relationships, whether that's romance, whether that's our relationship with God. And it takes a level of vulnerability. So to answer your question, vulnerability is saying, hey, this is an area where I've been hurt. This is an area where I am completely unknowledgeable in. Um, this is an area where I'm fearful, I'm anxious about. Can you help me to become more than what I am right now? Can you help me to heal in this area? That is a big ask of anybody. That's a big, and in our relationship with God, it's always necessary. It's actually mandatory in order to grow with him to ask him to step into those weak moments or you will only be being transparent with God and God already know you don't got to be transparent with him. You need to be vulnerable so he can touch it, heal it and transform it. Um, And he's equipped people to be able to do the same thing. Um, And so there's a very vast difference. I'm sure there's other perspectives, but I'd like to hear kind of what, how you, you know, with all that being said in certain areas, why is it so tough? If at all, to be vulnerable dude the the image that you gave um and the and the definition that you gave is so powerful man and it caused me and this leads into my answer um but it caused me to think back to when i had hip surgery and um but they sent me straight i went home that day and i can remember they were like i had this leg sleeve that basically pumped ice through it to promote healing and quicker recovery um but they were also like little exercises that they would have my mom do for me, basically just, you know, keeping the mobility or whatever. Um, And man, I was in so much pain at that time. Um, But she was, she was there to help me through that. And I I remember um, at one point in time, some of my family came over to visit me and everything like that. And my aunt who was a nurse, you know, wanted to some of those exercises with me on my leg. Mm. And I can remember being like so fearful, looking, giving my mom that look like, bro, don't let her touch my leg, dog. Because yeah. not that she wasn't qualified, but she, I didn't trust that she would be able to do it the same and not cause more pain. Right. Even though her intentions might have been to ease the pain or to help. She yeah. just she wasn't as gentle. She wasn't as um, caring, understanding of what wow. I already experienced, not to the degree that my mom was. Right. And so naturally, I was like, "No, <laughs> like the red <laughs> flag, stop, flag on the play, yeah. blow the whistle." Yeah. Like, no, I don't want you to do it. It's not that I don't love you and don't appreciate your effort and your desire to help, but you don't. Mm-mm. You're not gonna do it the same as as moms, and so to answer your question, man, I think that oftentimes I would say for me, I've been hesitant in those areas because 
if the relational equity is not built and trust isn't established, man, it's so difficult to open up your heart to somebody, right? Yeah. To, because sometimes the wounds that we have are ugly, dude. Yeah, they They're are. ugly. And <clears throat> you don't want everybody to have access to that because it's like they might get scared or run away and that, mm-hmm. you know, affect their per- perception of you. Or, you know, some people come and want to perform surgery but don't have the necessary tools or have not properly sterilized their hands. And what they may do is cause infection more than anything. And so it's, it's, it's a sensitive area, man. And I think growing up for me, it's not something that I saw. Wow. So if it's not something that you've seen, if growing up, you know, you've been told, Hey, boys don't cry. Yeah. I think that's where it starts. That's where it starts at the home. Let's let's stay there for a second, man. That that was such an amazing anecdote um, and background context of who you are. And honestly, bro, that was vulnerability, man, because you've exposed an area of your life where it's not it's not that you have the answer, but I think you recognize the problem and where it originated at. And then to be on a platform like this to be able to and share that is, man, and this that let me just say this, y'all vulnerability. But whether they react in an appropriate manner or not, (laughs) it sets people free. Hmm. When you're vulnerable, like I guarantee you there are certain people that you're vulnerable with that would have never thought to share anything that they didn't want people to touch at all. But now they might be considering it because you did. Mm. And there are people that exist that are vulnerable to the wrong people. And so they just shut down everything. Um, They just, they don't express how they feel. Matter of fact, they act like their face isn't, you know, communicating otherwise. Like there's people who wear their emotions. And you ask them how they feel, and they're like, I'm good. What? <laughs> right. No, I know you hurting. I know, I know you're hurting. disappointed. I know mm-hmm. you're mad. But you go, and so they, they almost see a, a lack of necessity to be vulnerable in a moment where somebody's inquiring. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think here's the thing: vulnerability it disrupts what it disrupts a counterfeit piece. Um, there's a counterfeit piece that comes that that we have when we have a secret that allows us to continue to go forward without disruption. Mm. Vulnerability disrupts. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. Break that down. Vulnerability disrupts the counterfeit piece and urges you, prompts you to begin to address the things that are unwhole inside of you. Mm. So with me and Sarah, there was a point where I had to be very vulnerable about my past. I had been transparent about my past. Like, hey, this is who I dated. This is what I did. I don't, I'm not proud of it. But then there was a point where I had to really get into the why behind all of my actions. Hmm. What void was I trying to fill dating these women? What void was empty after breaking up? with these women what voids were created i had to get into that and that's tough because you begin to feel everything you never wanted to feel all over again 
And you know, and think, to that point, because I've seen you do it, and and that's you 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 basically hit on what I was about to say is the fact that the vulnerability piece also comes in in uh, into play when you are act currently and actively still at times experiencing those same feelings. Yeah. And one thing that I always commend you on is your ability to feel those things and express those things to Sarah, even still. Like y'all, okay, can I can I just be transparent, bro? Be transparent. Bro. All right. Y'all, this man goes to church with his ex. Let me let me say that in a better way. <laughs> <laughs> he met his ex at the church that he currently attends. He is now married. He and his wife both go to the same church in which every single Sunday we actively see <laughs> without fail his ex. She walks through. Mm. It's hard. It's hard to miss her. And yeah. there are, let's be real, there are moments where I can see it on his face that those things sometimes come up. Yeah. And I've yeah. noticed that he's noticed it. And I've noticed his wife also noticed that he's feeling it. And I, yeah. I think the, the beauty of you guys is marriage, which is something that I look forward to and, and, and hope for and desire, is the fact that I don't, at least I don't see it. She doesn't, she doesn't take that personal and feel as though, Oh, well, he still wants her. Because let's be real, bro. You talking about that defensive response. Yeah. A lot of women and men, if they were in the same predicament, yeah. would be like, oh, he still wants them or she still wants him. You know what I'm saying? Like, dang, right. like, I saw you look at your ex. Dang, like, you must still want no folk. Like, yeah. that's the natural carnal response. Yeah, and an opportunity to connect at a heart level and provide a space for vulnerability is missed. And I yeah. think that you, you guys' relationship and marriage has grown to depths that most 40 and 50 year olds have not even experienced because of that alone. Like there's an invitation into a heart space. Yeah. Ooh, bro. You don't expose me now, but I'm, I'm grateful because <laughs> if you didn't say it, I was probably going to share it. Yeah. Um, ladies and gentlemen, I think it's really important for us to realize that when you're free from something, you can testify about it. Matter of fact, mm. testifying about it frees you from that thing. Yeah. The, the more I share my story, painful and, uh, and liberating, the more I am embracing where God has me right now. But if I don't testify about it, then maybe I'm not, maybe I have not embraced where God wants to put place me. That's and right. right now, I'm a, I'm healed. Yeah, do I still feel pain? Yeah, do I still have, you know, regrets or they, do they come up? Yeah, but it's something that in the midst of it all, I can submit it to him and be like, Lord, but that's not who you created me to be. My past does not define me. My, my past relationships do not define me. My mistakes don't define me. Um, and I can walk boldly because I'm free and I was free from this. Even before, mm. so man, thanks for sharing that, man. Because that probably would have been tougher for me to share. But, yeah. but 
that, that's another thing, y'all. Like vulnerability. I was able to be. I'm able to be vulnerable the way that I am because of the community of men. And if you're a woman, a community of women that you can connect with and really, they can help you carry those burdens. Mm-hmm. Without Drew, I don't think that I could honestly share this and not go down a rabbit hole of everything she did wrong. I did not begin to heal. I didn't heal by talking about everything she did wrong. That actually dug me deeper into the pit of regret, into the pit of pain, into the pit of just this black hole of nothingness. But when I began to take responsibility, like, hey, I ignored red flags. Mm. I, I, I dismissed this. I saw this and thought I could fix it. Oh, I actually thought I could save her from herself. Mm. When I began to acknowledge those things, healing began to take place. That's good. Because now for the next relationship and praise God for my wife, I can be if I ever recognize the same things, I could address them instead of dismiss them. That's oh, right. I can't get no help. I can't get That's no right. help. That's right. That's good. Doc. I can address them. I don't have to cut her off by seeing the same things. I can ask the question. Mm-hmm. And based on the response or the progression or the reaction, then I can make my decision. Okay. About okay. okay. This should go forward. Okay. Because you're hitting on something and I know where you're going. And you know where I'm going. So, but here's the thing. A vulnerable, what, what also is a very vulnerable thing to do is to acknowledge to the person the things that bother you mm-hmm. up front. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, don't wait till you see it the third time. Don't even wait till you see it. I, I, this is this is the principle that me and Sarah went by our whole relationship, especially while in dating. Make it a big deal before it becomes a big deal. Yeah, that's good. There's grace, but there's grace also in addressing the issue. It's turning down my street dot. <laughs> I, I, I hear you. We, we can't we can't wait on more evidence you got evidence so know what you're gonna do with it yeah what you gonna do? people are not perfect people are not perfect you're gonna see imperfections will you be bold enough and vulnerable enough to express that you have a problem with it mm. you if you truly desire to grow one relationships are definitely for you that's how you grow <laughs> and two, you have to be willing to ha- give frequent feedback, not the once a year, a all the grievances against you feedback that <laughs> corporate America does. Yeah, that's the wrong way to do it. That's yeah. a bad model. That's why people ain't got no job security mm. because they hear all their bad feedback at the end of the year. Talk about Man, it. I need that daily. This is, and so we need to use healthy relationships. This is another topic of discussion. Maybe we could talk about it later because we've both been in corporate and I am in corporate. <laughs> we need to build, we need the model for successful anything is healthy relationships. Mm. Not, not a healthy business, not a thriving business, healthy relationships. Yeah. That should be the model. And the healthiest relationship that you should have at all is, your, is the one that you have with Jesus. Yeah. That's, the That's the model. But mm-hmm. yeah, y'all thought this is just going to be about no, no, no. The only reason we can talk about this and have any assertion that any of what we're saying matters is because this is the way that Jesus pursues us. Yeah, this is the way that we are meant to pursue Jesus. And you can be vulnerable with God as well. I'm I'm about to get off this, but I have to. I'll say this real quick. The way that we're vulnerable with God, we can express to God that, hey, God, I didn't like that you allowed me to go through that. He's not afraid of that. 
Right. It don't mean that he was wrong, though. Mm. But maybe you being vulnerable is more for you than it is for anybody else. Yeah. Maybe us being vulnerable in relationships is more about us being liberated from the things that are holding us down, that are holding us back from being all that we are. They're weighing us down because of everything we hold against them. We are able to release it. Maybe it's more for us than it is for them. And that's okay. Well, uh, it must be Friday because you're talking good, Doc. <laughs> is it good, Friday? Hey, hey, it, oh. it must be Friday because you're going in. That's all I'm going to say. But yeah. I agree, man. Like, the, the depth of what you're saying, it, it hits home for, for me. I, to, to give just a little bit of context, and, and DP, I want, I want you to speak to some of your, your childhood coming up and how, you know, your father encouraging conversations and, and encouraging you to feel things has yeah. helped you in, in, as it relates to vulnerability. Yeah. Um, for, and I'll do that, you know, for me, that wasn't a thing. It wasn't something I saw. It wasn't something I experienced. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> again, you know, <laughs> as a three-year-old being told, hey, boys, don't cry, you learn to, to suppress. And I th- here's, here's the thing that I want a lot of people to understand, especially I really want women to get this about men because oftentimes women feel as though we are emotionless. That's not true. Yeah. We true. are still emotional beings. We still feel the same things. Anger, frustration, hurt, yeah. anxiety. Bro, talk um, on. Like, talk on. we feel those things. However, you may not ever know that we're dealing with it because we do such a great job of hiding it and <laughs> suppressing it. That yeah. doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. It just means that we haven't allowed you into the space to see it. Why? Because the majority of us, again, have been taught from an early age, boys don't cry, <laughs> which translates to, hey, boys don't express emotion. We yeah. don't emote. Yeah. And wow. so it creates this situation to where we don't know how to express. We don't know how to articulate. And, and really the root of it is we don't know how to always identify what it is that we're feeling. Come on. So if I can't even identify it first, how can I then communicate to you what wow. I'm feeling when you say, hey, what's on your mind? I don't know. Wow. Wow. Hey, what's wrong? Nothing. I'm good. Because we've been conditioned to think that way and to yeah. respond that way. You hit the nail on the head. We don't have the vocabulary to express these things. The most vocabulary, like you said, is I'm good. Yeah. I'll be all right. You know, yeah. it's stuff like that. And it, even when we're not okay. We'll say that because mm-hmm. we weren't even empowered to say that I'm not okay. Right. We weren't even empowered to feel comfortable doing that because emotion, uh, the vulnerability of how you really feel uh, was actually given such a negative kind. It was discouraged. Mm-hmm. It was called weak. Matter of yep. fact, there are women that are taught the same thing about how men or boys should be. Yeah. And so. We got women out here calling emotion weak. Oh, he's too emotional. Yeah. Huh? Talk about whoa. it, man. Whoa, 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 whoa. We ain't going to call nobody out. But there, are, I, I was watching uh, this show called Married at First Sight. Yep. I don't know why I watch this show. I really watch it to criticize it. But yeah. then I also watch it because we can learn how the world thinks. 
and the world meaning everybody, people in the church, people outside, it don't matter. The world thinks about relationships and marriage. There was a woman on there that was this guy. He has emotional intelligence. He was able to verbalize how he felt, why he felt that um, to a degree that overwhelmed her with what she wasn't taught. Mm. She wasn't taught to emote intelligently, to emote in a graceful, gentle way uh, and to express those emotions in a way that helps you to understand how your actions impact him or her, mm. whatever. Mm. And he was taught that. I, we don't know how he was taught. I think maybe he had a, he just had great parents. But she was called. They were married at first sight. And he her biggest reservation was that he was too emotional. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he was like, whoa. So because I know how to express my emotions properly and elaborately, <laughs> I'm too emotional. And therefore, I'm not a good enough man for you. Mm. The standard is too low. Because that should be the standard for how men should operate. Not the stoic, emotionless, I'll be right, I'm good type dude. The guy that's going to be like, hey, this hurt me when you did this. And this is why I understand what your intentions were. But this is how it impacted me. And this is how I feel like we can work together to to minimize the opportunities for you to hurt me in this way. Mm -hmm. We can be reconciled and and be one in the way that we operate. But mm-hmm. more offenses that are that are allowed to just happen without be, being addressed, that's that's more of us being divided from each other. That's more of our worldviews being divided from each other. So yeah. I love that you said that, man, because we have to begin to operate in this way so that it becomes the new normal. Mm-hmm. The normal for way too long has been men acting like they don't feel anything. And believing it, like you definitely felt something when that happened. You definitely right. did. Right. I saw, I saw your eyebrows lift. I saw them frown. <laughs> like I saw that. I would have felt something. You're human. Yeah. So I think it's just so necessary to have this conversation, bro. And I think that's part of vulnerability is <laughs> yes, <sir. laughs> is is stripping yourself completely down in front of whomever it might be and saying, Hey, this is me and this is how I feel. And this is what this experience caused me to feel. Whatever the case might be offering the the grace and the forgiveness along with it and, and expressing love in it. Um, But I think the hardest thing about that is not knowing how that person will respond for me. Yeah. And I, and I think back to, um, I think back to Adam and Eve when they ate and they just bugged out like, oh, my, like had to cover themselves up. Like, oh, my gosh, we're naked. Mm. And God asked the question, who told you that you're naked? Mm. And it's like I can imagine the level of anxiety and like embarrassment they might have felt in that moment where it's like, oh, my God, I have to cover myself up. (laughs) Wow. You know, it's the same feeling like you express as effectively as possible and it's like you put the ball in somebody else's court and essentially give them in a way i don't want to say control but it's like i'm leaving it to you to respond what are you going to do with this yeah and for me in that particular moment (laughs) the response wasn't what i part of me felt like it might be like that but I, i think that the hope 
that I had with this, was that it wouldn't be. And you know, you 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 and Sarah both helped me through that, like, because I was ready to slip back into what was comfortable. Yeah, yeah. But one thing but, that we've talked about, God has not called us to live in the space of comfort. What was striking me about what you were saying was the you knew that it was a potential for that response. You also knew that maybe the vulnerability was going to be rewarded with the right response. It was really a 50-50, depending yeah. on who she who this person was, yeah. how she was raised, how she was raised to respond to people's vulnerability. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, a lot of times we, we don't trust God to provide healing for us, no matter who we're vulnerable with. And yeah. so not wanting to be vulnerable with somebody is really evidence of distrusting God. That's not to discount that maybe it's wise not to share your vulnerabilities with everybody. Mm-hmm. But it is wise not to not do that because everybody is not, everybody is not called to hear certain things about you, to handle certain things, to carry certain burdens for you. Um, and that's okay. Yeah. But you are meant to be vulnerable with everyone, if that makes sense. Let me break that down. We're all called to be vulnerable with somebody. That means owning where we can be better, owning our mistakes, taking responsibility for our actions, even if they don't. Why? Because there is a mandate in Scripture. Mm -hmm. There's a mandate in Scripture to, one, operate in righteousness even if you're the only one. There is examples in scripture where there was almost a solitude of righteous men or a righteous man to do what nobody else was going to do. And so your vulnerability is more so obedience to who God has called you to be rather than trying to save the relationship. Saving the relationship is a byproduct. Hmm. Um, Reconciling each other is a byproduct. Vulnerability I believe, based on what I understand about who God is, that's an instruction. That's a mandate. That is your responsibility. Because in every single way, Jesus was vulnerable. Um, in every single way, he was open. He, was, he, he made himself available. Um, and he was not shy from that. Bro, I, I wrote you something um, that day when we were going through it together. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the Lord just brought it to me. Do you mind if I read it? Go ahead. I said, this is less about you and this person and more about sowing seeds of reconciliation through exercising authentic leadership and manhood. Your efforts here are meant to honor an audience of one. And as a result, it honors the person. The person is not the focal point or the prize of your labor. God's heart is. Hmm. You fight for relationships to be healthy only to the glory of God. Not because the person is attractive not because they deserve it, whether it's true or not. This is a work done out of a desire to be obedient in the way we love others. We are establishing best practices for us as men. But be assured, this is the last thing you're meant to do. If there is no progress after you've been vulnerable, then the potential of anything has already expired. I say all that because it's really important for us to understand that us being vulnerable is not the antidote to all relationships lasting. That person makes their own decisions. That person has free will. And if they respond in a defensive manner, and in the, it depends on your context. If you're in marriage, you got to work it out. Yeah, but if you're that. dating, 
No, you got to work it out. If you're dating, though, maybe that's a relationship you may need to take a step back from. Not cut off. Not delete their number. Everybody, you can't do that every time there's there's offense. But what you can do is say, okay, I'm going to take this, take a step back because now the ball is in their court. I've done all that I could do. My responsibility from here on out is to be available when they decide to take responsibility for theirs. We can't save people. We can't bring them out of the way that they've been doing it for their whole life. Nine times out of 10, the, the, the defensive patterns that we see in people, they've been defending themselves for 20 some years. Yeah. They got to unlearn that. Maybe this is the opportunity that they unlearn it or that they begin to unlearn it. Maybe it's not. But at the end of the day, what did you do? You sowed a seed. Yep. Whoa. He just opened up. I may not agree with everything that he opened up about or maybe everything she opened up about, but they did. They opened up. And that's tough to do. Hmm. And so if anything, bro, one, you honored God and you are going to be honored as well just because you took the bold step of being open and saying, this is how this makes me feel. Whether this emotion is true or not, whether this was your intention or not, this is how I feel. That's important, bro. That's powerful. That's powerful. You know, Auntie Tab the other day posted something really on Twitter, but she put it on her Instagram, too. She said, when you've been so conditioned to defend yourself, it's hard to know when someone is simply trying to love you. Wow. And that is so true, bro. When you focus on the individual, Mm. it's difficult. But when the goal and the focal point becomes, hey, I want to honor God in this, you do it anyway. When you Whoa, talk about <laughs> when you talk about the possibility of it going one way or another, man, it's just like we both hoopers. It's like <laughs> you you getting you know drafted to an NBA team, and all throughout high school, all throughout college, you've been one of the top shooters in the nation, and then you get to the, the to the team, and you're like, oh, I don't want to shoot because it's mm. a chance that I can make it, but there's also a chance I can miss it. And because of the fear of missing it, it oftentimes cripples mm-hmm. us and, and we don't want to shoot at all. It's like, wow. no, no, no. We called you here to shoot. <laughs> Woo! And so the same is true in our relationship with God. Our mandate is to uphold a certain standard and to live righteously. Mm. Despite wow. fear, despite anxiety. what the circumstance, anxiety, or, or what the outcome about the outcome it's about living to an audience of one wow so, i mean and if you, if you get anything from this episode hear this vulnerability is necessary there's wisdom in where you use it um but vulnerability is necessary in every relationship mm-hmm. and we only talked about two scenarios friend like we ain't talked well actually we only talked about one scenario and that's re- you know intimate relationships but this is necessary in family. Maybe we need to do another episode about being vulnerable in your family. Yeah. Um, because here's the thing. That's where it started. Mm-hmm. A lot of the wounds that were inflicted that you that now people put salt in. The wound was the dent was made in your home. And then those wounds are now still trying to heal or not healing because you keep ripping the scab off. Mm-hmm. Um and you get into friendships. And now, them same issues, them same offenses, you getting in friendships. Yeah. I didn't even make the statement because you, you got me going down a rabbit hole again. 
but, but now, and then you start getting into intimate relationships, you start thinking about getting married, and you still got them same offenses. Yeah. You still got them same wounds. And you don't know how to respond or even express yourself when people are triggering you. Yeah. That's the word. Mm. You will be triggered in every relationship. I can speak from experience in my friendships, in my marriage, That's right. in my family. I am going to be triggered by my parents, my brothers, aunties, uncles. Will I be bold enough to express that I've been triggered? It may not be your fault, but how can we begin to restore a understanding of how to love one another? Now, it's just really important for us to make sure that when we're having these conversations about and while we're being vulnerable, that it's an invitation and not an accusation. Being vulnerable is not about accusing people. It's about inviting them in. When I talk to Sarah, I'm letting her know how I feel, not how she made me feel. People can't make you feel any type of way. You felt that way because of something that they did or said. They didn't make you feel that though. That's Ooh. important. My dad Ooh. taught me that. He said, when my mom, when, he said, when my mom, when your mom offends me, I had to separate what her intentions were from what really happened. Mm. It's never her intention to hurt me. Will she hurt me? Heck yeah. But I have to separate what she did from what her intentions were. Mm. It doesn't excuse the action. It doesn't let her off the hook. But it makes me take responsibility for how I feel mm. and not make her the focal point of how it feels. Mm. That's so important, y'all. That's so important. We just want to encourage you, man. Like, vulnerability may not seem like it's for everybody, but it is. Yeah. And so be encouraged. Um, just start, start trying. Even if, you know, it's in the, in the smallest of situations, you know, with a friend or whatever the case might be, like start putting and get into practice. You're not going to perfect it at first and that's okay. Cause it's right. great for that, but at least try, make the strides, um, and just start, man. We all got to start somewhere. I, I'm yeah. not there yet. <laughs> I can be the first to admit it. I'm not there yet. Um, and it hurts. There's, there's, growth, there's pain that's always associated with growth. Mm. But know that in the process, if you're feeling that pain, <laughs> that means progress is being made. Yeah. Come on. Growing so, pain. That's why they call them growing pain. Exactly. So embrace that. Embrace yeah. it. And... and Keep your mind set on God. At the end of the day, it's, it's for his honor, his glory. What's really important is to learn in the presence of community. Yeah. There is a person that God has equipped and empowered and assigned to you in certain seasons of your life to help you understand things that are not easy to understand. For me and Drew, it's each other. Yeah. <laughs> we are learning through the lives of one another and, uh, a visual that I was given the other day, what I believe came from God is when someone is leaning into you, whether that's asking questions, whether that's asking about your life, being concerned about you as a person uh, in a healthy way, the best thing you could do is lean back in because it's really important for people to know that they're not alone in the fight to become whole. That's right. Everybody's that's right. not seeking wholeness, but there are some people that are. And our goal as men, as women, as believers, as disciples, is to represent who God has called God's people to be. Mm -hmm. And so we do that in community. That's not done in isolation. 
That's right. There's a, there's a brother born for a time of adversity in your life. Mm-hmm. Find him or recognize him. He may always be there, but he may be corny. She may be corny. It don't matter. Maybe they're a little, maybe they're a little judgmental. Maybe that's an area that you can help them with. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, wait a minute. See, mm-hmm. we'd be looking for perfect people to help us. Yeah. We're going to be looking for a long time. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. That help doesn't always come from a mentor. Sometimes it comes from a peer. Mm-hmm. You can learn from anybody. Humble yourself before you get humble. I feel that some somebody listening is afraid to lean back in because they're flawed, because mm-hmm. they they don't have it all together. And I want to encourage that person. Wow. Man, <laughs> those imperfections or what you view as imperfections, man, God can use that. Those wow. weak areas, those weak points, God can use that. And you don't have to be, you don't have to have arrived in order to be used. Come on. Come on. Because God is not looking for that. He's not looking for someone who yeah. is perfect. He's not looking for someone who is already pre-qualified. No, 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 no. He mm. can use you in the state you're currently in. That's good. And so man. allow him to do that. Allow And trust that he is doing it. You don't have to know, be able to quote every scripture. No. God is not called the equipped. He's equipped the called. Yep. And every one of us, whether you're listening, whether this was shared to you, is called to the standard of living, to the standard of wholeness, to the safety that's in being a believer and being loved by God. We are all called to be this person that yep. we're describing. We're not talking like this because we are these people. Mm. We are talking like this because we want to be these people. And yeah, we are man. striving to be these people. And this person... The standard is Jesus. We're Man, let's pray out. Let's, let's pray, pray out. out. God, I just thank you for this moment, for this time. Um, I thank you for calling each and everybody on this, uh, who is listening to this platform, who's listening to this podcast, God. And I just specifically want to lift up those who are dealing with those wounds, those wounds that date back to their childhood that they've not been able to address or face um, because of the, the, the fear that's there, the, the feelings that they experience when they go back to that place. I thank you mm-hmm. that you are a God that is not only present in the now, but you also live in our past and our future. Um, so I wow. thank you that you are going back and touching those areas in which they've been hurt, where they've been scarred, where they've been traumatized, God, and you are healing those things, God. And I thank you um, that you've allowed them to go through that because it has equipped them for where it is that you're taking them, God. Um, so, God, we just thank you for um, the stories that are gonna go, that are gonna come out of their lives. I thank you for the the lives. Um, in which they're going to touch God and bless and, and the ways in which you're going to use them, Lord, to, to advance your kingdom, God. And I just thank you for a standard that you have set for godly relationships and business, marriages, fatherhood, motherhood, God, all areas. I thank you that you are raising a standard and that you are equipping us and helping us to become more vulnerable so wow. that you may get the glory, the honor, and the praise. And we thank you wow. for it in Jesus' name. Wow. Amen. Hey, love y'all. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of Unpopular Opinion. Listen, if you made it this far, you a real one. We really mess with y'all. 
And I'm sorry, y'all, that y'all had to listen to Drew talk so much. Wow. We know who really talked the most. <laughs> but anyway, hey, please go like, leave a review, subscribe, share it with your friends. As we always say, we want to keep the conversation going. And we want to grow the listener community. The more you share and the more you rate, the more people can be involved in the conversation. Absolutely. So until next time, we love y'all. Appreciate y'all. Have a good one.